Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Damian Lillard is a buck. The Celtics, they get Drew Holiday. So who has the edge in the Eastern Conference arms race? And will another move shift the power balance once again? Plus, the standoff between James Harden and the Sixers, it continues in Colorado at training camp. Woj, he joins us with news of Harden's whereabouts. And LeBron James, he's been the face of the league for two decades. But why he's saying he may no longer be the face of his own team? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. We start the show with breaking news. I'm Malika Andrews, and as we speak, training camp is underway for most franchises. Teams are in the gym right now as we speak all over the country. The Sixers, they are in training camp in Fort Collins, Colorado. So for the latest on the ongoing saga between James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers, I'd like to welcome in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, did Harden practice with the 76ers today? Uh, Malika, James Harden was not in attendance uh, for the Sixers practice today in Fort Collins uh, at Colorado State University. Uh, but I'm told there's an expectation uh, that James Harden uh, could arrive in Colorado uh, as soon as today and that he could join the team in training camp uh, again, possibly as soon as tomorrow. But James Harden's arrival at training camp after he skip media day in Camden yesterday after he missed the opening day of camp today. Uh, that doesn't necessarily signal that James Harden will be fully participating in practice or will practice at all or how soon he might. And that's going to be the next question for Harden and the Sixers. You know, so listen, they expect him to practice. They expect him to play. He's under contract this season. Uh, but I think James Harden arriving in Colorado uh, to technically join his team, uh, it may be different uh, than just assuming uh, Harden is going uh, to become a full-fledged member of this uh, organization again. Right, because last time I checked, Woj, there was an outstanding trade request that is still in effect. Where does that stand now? Well, obviously, James Harden has wanted that trade uh, specifically to the Los Angeles Clippers since he opted in on his deal in late June, uh, that $35 million that he'll be paid this season, uh, the Clippers have been on again, off again, talking with the Sixers uh, for months about a James Harden trade. I'm told they've talked again recently, uh, but there's been no movement. The Sixers are asking for a lot to trade James Harden. They want to get back enough, either a player that could help them now or the assets uh, more likely uh, that they could use to go get that player. And the Clippers are in a situation right now where they can await uh, what happens in Philadelphia, what happens with Harden, uh, let what might become you know, a very distracting, circus-like atmosphere to play out. Mm. Uh, they're not necessarily motivated in L.A. Uh, to keep upping their offer or up their offer, especially when they know they've made the best offer that's out there for James Harden 
And there's really not another active, aggressive suitor for Harden. So this, uh, I, I don't get the sense that there's any kind of a trade in the short term for James Harden. Remember, you know, nobody plays a regular season game uh, until much later this month. As you lay it out, Woj, saying that James Harden on his way to Colorado, not necessarily meaning that he's on his way to being a full-time participation in this training camp. And, oh, by the way, there's still a trade request here that there has not been significant movement on. I think circus-like is the perfect description. Adrian Wojnarowski, our senior NBA insider, thank you so very much. It has been a long time since the process began, right, for the Sixers, an even longer time since Philadelphia has even made the conference finals. The 76ers, they have gone 13 straight playoff appearances without making the conference finals. That is the second longest active streak in the NBA behind the Washington Wizards. Let that sink in as we say hello to Chene Agumake, to Roz Goldonwude. Zach Lowe is beaming in from the East Coast. Zach, I'd love to start with you here. Your reaction to James Harden on his way now to training camp with all of those caveats that Woj just laid out. My reaction? My reaction to that? That the guy's going to show up and maybe not be a member of the team in a full-fledged sense. Here's my reaction. <laughs> this is inevitable. <laughs> he has to show up. The only reason he's showing up is because there's a clause in the CBA, a very obscure one, that says if he withholds services for 30 days in the last year of his contract, the Sixers can block him from entering free agency at the end of the season. He was always going to show up. He has to show up. And he was always going to potentially not be, as Woj put it, a full-fledged member of the roster. So showing up to me means nothing until he shows exactly what level of commitment he's going to have to the team. As for the Clippers, look, to me, this is about their two first-round draft picks that they can now trade. The two picks that have been unlocked finally after they've been in jail from the huge deal that brought them Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. 2028 and 2030. I think the Clippers think they probably need to make a move to truly compete for an NBA championship, which has been the goal the whole time and something they just haven't quite done in this sort of mini era. Those picks, though, they are clutching onto them for dear life because mm. those picks are salvation. Those picks are their path back to some normalcy after having to cobble around Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And I think Woj is right. Why should they just trade them both, boom, unprotected, when they know we might be the only team that's even looking at this guy seriously? Uh, let's set the Sixers over here, for, for, or rather the Clippers over here for one second, because, Zach, as you're going through all of this, the question that's in my mind is what about the MVP? <laughs> what about his opinion on this matter? How are you, if you were Joel Embiid, Cheney, looking at this circus, as, as Woj laid out, play out again? Yeah, if, you know, in your mind, you are rational and you say the right things, but in your heart, you're doing exactly what Zach just did. <laughs> Like, this is not fun. And the way I describe this is, as a player, you internalize things. What Joel Embiid did at Media Day was the right thing. He said the right thing. I even wrote it down. We still got to go out there and compete. You can do whatever you want off of the court, but you still got to go out there and put the ball on the hoop. That is a message saying, hey, we still have a job to do. And they believe, Joel and the Sixers, following Joel Embiid, that they can still go out there and compete and beat a lot of teams. But the reality is, this is why I say your mind and your heart is at odds. Because your heart, if you're Joel Embiid, is like, okay, now, 
This is not good. I do not want another wasted season. I am 29, 29 years old. I am the defending MVP. And you put me in this position again. And that's why it gets to the game of desperation. As someone who has had a personal vested interest in all of this, going back to my Houston Rockets fandom, I've seen this play out before. He will show up and it will be uncomfortable. It will get awkward really quick. But the reality is it feels like there's no time on Joel's side, even though he's saying the right things publicly. And then the reality also is that that market is very different for James. So the process just continues. And we've seen in the past with James Harden that he is comfortable with the situation getting uncomfortable. And as he sits around and, and does contractual jujitsu, you know, fulfills <laughs> what obligations he has to fulfill, he centers himself in the beginning of a new era for the 76ers. And I, my reaction is, Ugh, it is so exhausting. You know, now the whole training camp, you've got everybody answering questions about James Harden. Yes. You know, you've got Joel Embiid in a position where he has to both, he has to walk a careful line. He doesn't want to insult his potential teammate. He wants to make sure people know the, it's a championship mindset on his team. He also has the back of his organization. He's got to be all these things. How does he focus on being great himself? So where's the urgency mm. in this situation for the 76ers? And I think it all lays with Joel Embiid. Well, to, the, to your point, Roz, those questions are still being asked. In fact, they were asked to Nick Nurse moments ago. Yeah, well, I do, I do know that he wasn't here today, right? And um, uh, if he's here, to Mike, like we've said on everything, we'll get ready to make some adjustments on everything. We'll see what happens, okay? Today, you know, we just came in practice, so you know we did that. And if he comes in, that'd be great, you know. I love James, like I said earlier, or two days. That's yesterday. So that was yesterday. Man, so I'm running on Eastern time. But uh, yeah, you know, that'd be great. That'd be great, you know. As a brotherhood, you know, we'll love to see him. And uh, right now, we have to focus on practice today, so it was great. All right, Zach, so this is absolutely changing minute by minute, but if you were to choose, which situation is more likely? James Harden starts the season in a 76ers uniform on the floor or we see a trade come to fruition, which one are you going with? I guess the former, if your definition of on the floor is loose enough to include what Shanae referenced in sort of his dispirited play in Houston and then in Brooklyn when he feels like getting out of a situation, because this feels like it could take a while. That said, it only takes one phone call, but you're putting me on the spot. I'll say he's stuck on the Sixers. He shows up. And then the next step after that is the next mystery we have to see. There are so many mysteries. One thing we do know, James Harden on his way to Colorado. We will see which version of him shows up and if his trade request materializes. All right, we got a lot to get to on our show, my friends. Coming up here on NBA Today, Porzingis, Dame, and then Drew Holiday, the arms race between the Celtics and the Bucks. It has been heating up as of late. So who is the early winner as we head into the season? And speaking of Milwaukee, we're going to hear from the new superstar duo. I'm getting used to saying it finally. Damian Lillard and Giannis <laughs> <laughs> and they're not only talking about how they, the fans' expectations, they're talking about how they're going to exceed them. Ooh. And then we got Chris Paul saying he's going to do anything it takes to win, including coming off the bench. Plus, we have an update on how long Draymond Green is going to be out for Golden State. All that and more. Okay. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom. Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. 
Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. John Morant joined the Grizzlies for training camp today after the NBA decided to allow Morant access to the team during his 25-game suspension. Now, Morant, he will be able to practice, travel with the team throughout his suspension, but he will be required to leave arenas prior to the tip-off of games here. So I'm back here with our Zach Lowe. And, Zach, you said on the wildly successful Low Post podcast that you still think that this Grizzlies team can survive Morant's suspension here, can still be successful. What's going to be the key for Memphis to get through those 25 games. Look, this is a, a, a relentless wins machine in the regular season. For all the ups and downs, they're adaptable. They just find ways. They defend hard. They offensive rebound. They run the floor. They are a pain in the butt. And last year, when Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. were on the floor without John Morant, they were plus 8.5 per 100 possessions. That's an elite number, and those are the two guys they're going to be banking on now. Tyus Jones played most of those minutes. He's gone. Marcus Smart is here. And the defense with Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. should be really good. They'll just find ways to survive these first 25 games. And once they get Morant back, if they're healthy, history says they're just going to win a lot of regular season games. The playoff may be a different story, but this team wins games in a regular season. Yeah, as we just saw, 11-10 and 10 without John Morant last year. Obviously, the roster did look a little bit different. And the other thing, Zach, is that now that John Morant's able to get some, some run under his belt with this team, even if it is only in practice, you expect that the transition when he comes back will just be that much faster for the Memphis Grizzlies as we take a look at how the Western Conference odds are looking here. You can see on your screen, hopefully in just a little bit, there they are, the Nuggets, they lead the way. You can see that the Warriors, a postseason rival of the Grizzlies, have the third best odds to win the West. That is according to Caesar Sportsbook. So I do want to bring into the conversation our reporter covering the Golden State Warriors, Kendra Andrews. She is live from Chase Center in San Francisco as we speak. And Kendra, I want to start here. Last week, Draymond Green, he suffered an ankle injury. So how long exactly do the Warriors expect to be without him? Yeah, Malika, yesterday the Warriors said that Draymond's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Now, knowing the Warriors and just how conservative they play it with return to injuries, that doesn't mean he's going to be back in two weeks. He's going to get looked at again, and then hopefully, they hope, he'll return just a couple days later. This means he's going to miss at least their first three preseason games. They hope that he'll be back for those final two, but they are sure that he will be back by opening night. And also the good news, Malika, is yesterday at media day, he was not wearing a boot. He was not on crutches. He was not even limping. Draymond said, I'm a fast healer. Yeah, and we've seen him be that in the past. But with Draymond out, Kendra, that kind of leaves the door open once again for that whole conversation on who's going to start for Golden State. You would think that Chris Paul is going to be sliding in. That's a little bit more clear in the short term. But long term, what did we learn about Chris Paul and his fit on media day? 
Well, he said, listen, I am here to win. So it's all about what it takes to win. Malika, he's really just buying into this uh, Warriors franchise, as weird as it might be for him. And here's what he and his teammates had to say on his maybe strange arrival, uh, arrival to his old rivalry. Definitely it's weird. Obviously, you go through battles for years and you kind of acknowledge the awkwardness of it at first. But the fact that, you know, he is who he is in terms of, uh, you know, his, his career, the way that he's uh, competed at the highest level for so long, the fact that he's motivated to, you know, help us do what we need to do this year, um, the way that he's approached everything has been awesome. I didn't know Chris at all outside of competing with him. If you've ever watched Chris compete, he's kind of an you may say the same thing about me, um, and that's okay. It's a transition with anything, you know, just even media day when you saying Dub Nation here and there. I didn't, that's not been a sound I didn't like to hear for the past, I don't know how many years, but you get to know everybody here uh, on a more personal experience, and I think that's been, been really cool. Now, when Chris Paul first put on that Warriors jersey yesterday, he was like, this is just so weird. Malika, even <laughs> Bruce Frazier, one of the assistant coaches, came up to him, patted him on the back and said, that looks good on you. But Chris has just really tried to fully integrate himself into this new team. Over the summer, he flew out to Las Vegas to meet the young guys, get workout with them. Then he also organized workouts in Los Angeles on UCLA's campus for veterans and young, younger players to get together. And he also took a 6 a.m. flight on Southwest, uh. might I add, to be able to come up to San Francisco from Los Angeles to again participate in one of these runs. He's hoping to mentor not just the younger players, I mean, taking a Southwest flight, I'm not sure that I would be, you know, doing the sitting in 30C in the middle seat. I, I do it all the time. I'm you not know, gonna lie. I was actually gonna say, it's quick. The last time I did Superstars, it was just for like Steph Curry <laughs> to get an interview. That was the last time I flew Southwest. I was like, you know what? This is the only one that's gonna get me. I bet, I bet that Chris Paul paid that extra 30 bucks to get the A5 position. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Back here with our panel, with Roz, with the Chinea Gumake. Roz, I wanna start with you here. Based off kind of what we heard from Kendra, what, what is the role that Chris Paul is going to need to play in order for this Warriors team to be successful? Well, the Warriors team last season, they had a real identity issue, and it really showed itself on the road. They struggled with defending, specifically defending without fouling. They had a hard time taking care of the ball. These are areas where someone as veteran and as talented as Chris Paul last season was top three in assist-to-turnover ratio can come in and make an impact. And then even culturally, you heard Kendra mention all the things he's doing off the court with the yep. team already. Well, this is someone who can help that, that big gap last year between the Warriors veterans and the Warriors youth. He can help close that gap, bring them into blossoming into their own. He showed he could do that in Phoenix. And then when you think about the Warriors overall, Malika, like this is a team that last season had a hard time finding the continuity. Draymond Green's punch of Jordan Poole. Right. Clay Thompson's fitness coming into the season. You know, Andrew Wiggins missed a huge chunk of the year last year for mysterious reasons at the time. If the biggest question for the Warriors coming into this season is, will Chris Paul start or come off of the bench? They're in a really good spot. That's a good spot for them to be. They got six starters. Isn't that what Steve Kerr said, Zach? <laughs> yeah, look, Chris Paul's getting up there in age. He's not the tallest dude. He's kind of getting by on guile at this stage of his career. 
The Suns trade was really the first time a team decided, you know what, we're kind of better off without Chris Paul if we can get this other guy in exchange. And then the Wizards were like, okay, we'll trade you and get a pick. It feels like it's coming to an end and it feels like he's old and he is, but you know what? He's still damn good at basketball. And when Chris Paul is on the floor, his teams tend to win and play well. And the thing is, the other thing you should expect is he's always hurt in the playoffs, and that would be my number one concern for the Warriors. Mm. Get the minutes down, make sure that all the things Chris can bring, low turnovers, careful offense, good head-to-head passes, good screening for step, all that stuff is there when it really matters. Well, when it's all said and done, the question is, are the Warriors going to win another title with, with Chris Paul? It's going to be very difficult, and I don't want to forecast and say no, but it will be difficult. But, you know, the way I see this Chris Paul situation is, one, he's saying all the right things. It looks like he's willing to do all the right things. And we're going to swap basketball with bowling a little bit. You know, the, like, I'm that lane on the bowler. far left, I'm horrible, too, which is why I use – Give me the bumpers. I use the bumpers, <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm talking about. He is the bumpers for this well-oiled machine offense because they led the league, which means last in the league, in turnovers per game. You saw the stat on our screen not too long ago. He's the reason why you bring him in to make sure the oil machine keeps going. So we all One thing about Chanae, she's going to give you an analogy. She's going to oh, give, yeah. she's she's gonna give you an analogy. Why am I thinking about the, you know, the, 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 the little fixtures that you put your hand in when you bowl? That, that stuff. Wait, you wear something when you bowl? What? I don't, no, girl. I mean, that freaks me out. Y'all clearly yeah, are terrible I do, But you got to, like, have the right, you know what I mean? You the right, are. You can, I'm horrible, Roz. Yeah, we, we all need to go. No one wants to see this publicly. <laughs> all right, we went from Southwest Lights to bowling to Golden State. Coming up here on NBA Today, let's get to Milwaukee because the Damian Lillard era, it has begun. I don't know if they're bowling, but I do know we need to talk <laughs> about bowling. whether or not they hey. But is it enough to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo? Ooh, okay, so you. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Portland is sending Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. This is huge! You are a basketball fan right now. This is exciting. From a basketball perspective, it is an ideal fit. When the moment of truth comes is when you can come up big. If you were to come up with one word to describe Tammy Lillard teaming up with Giannis Attentacubo. Lethal. Easy. Lethal. My first pick is going to be Damien Lillard. I really believe Damien Lillard. 
he's going to close the game out. So Damian Lillard's first media day outside of Portland, it had him feel in some type of way. If you can do a little lip reading here, you can see he's saying that he's never been in a photo like this ever before as they're doing their sort of multimedia availability there. And he means that literally, right? Because in his 11 years in the NBA, Dame has played with three All-Stars total. And over there, he's standing next to three in that picture alone. So Dame told our Hall of Famer Mark Spears that this is where I am supposed to be. But that's just the beginning of Spears' conversation with both Lillard and Giannis Attentacumpo. You have a lot of superstars in this league, but you keep saying Giannis was the guy that you wanted to play with. Why? I think when I hear him speak and how he goes about his business is, you know, he, he speaks my language. You know, he goes about it in the way that I've always done it. And for me to be able to coexist, you know, I think that's the kind of person that it would, it would mesh best with. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have the opportunity to play with a guy like that. A guy that's, you know, uh, built from the same cloth as you. We have the opportunity to do something great. And that, you know, that's, that's exciting for me. Can you envision a long term in Milwaukee now? Or? I always envisioned myself to be in Milwaukee. But at the end of the day, like, before loyalty, you know, winning comes first. Like, we are judged on winning. I'm a winner. I want to win. And he wants it, too. He wants it, too. Dane wants it, too. I can, I can, when he talks to me, I can feel it. The way he walks, I can feel it. The way he practices, I can feel it. He wants it badly. I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. You know, we all know who he is and, and what he comes with. And now we just got to put it together, you know. And, and I think it'll be the kind of ride that people expect it to be. Well, the ride that people expect it to be is a championship ride. So let's take a look. Let's go on a little journey, actually, because the odds makers' expectations, they have changed a lot over the past week. So what you're looking at right now, this is before the Damian Lillard trade went down. You can see the Bucks' odds to win a title. So let's then go to what happened after that trade went down. Okay. All right, Milwaukee. We're moving up a little bit to the over here. But this is still before Drew Holiday was traded to the Celtics. So if we could see how everything shook out there. Now we have a conversation. The Bucks plus 400, the Celtics plus 450 to win an NBA title. Although, Drew, he wasn't actually available at media day yesterday. You know, physicals, all that stuff. They still need to go down. His teammate, Jalen Brown, spoke incredibly highly of him. He said he can really propel this team. So Boston has the most playoff wins of anybody without an NBA title since Brown entered the league. So it's fair to say Boston is ready for that title. This is the type of move you make if you want to push yourself over the top. So Zach Lowe, how can Drew Holiday be that piece for the Boston Celtics? Look, the Celtics gave up a lot for Drew Holiday. Two draft assets, Malcolm Brogdon, sixth man of the year, Robert Williams, a young defensive-minded center they really liked. But this is the kind of trade you make 10 times out of 10 when you have a shot to win the title. The Celtics are better today with Drew Holiday than they were two days ago without him. He replaces a lot of the defensive identity that they could lean on with Marcus Smart. Switchable, rugged, tough, 
capable of playing a lot of different styles offensively. He's not a traditional point guard, and he won't be asked to play that kind of role in Boston as often as he had to in Milwaukee. Kristaps Porzingis becomes really the fourth option, and that's perfect. That's about as much as I want for him on the very biggest stages. This is an absolutely loaded top six. They've got some depth questions to sort out. You know who else has depth questions? Pretty much every top-heavy good championship contender in the league. It was a really good trade, a really bold trade. And last thing, Malika, you know what my favorite part of that graphic you had with all the shifting odds was? What? The Denver Nuggets! The Denver Nuggets were on the screen. Remember the Denver Nuggets? They won the championship last year. We barely talked about them. Well, the Denver Nuggets are still chilling as the favorites in the West. Like, yeah, you know what? You guys all talk about your splashy trades. We're just going to run it back with the best duo in the NBA and see what it's all said and done when it comes June. But let's stick with the Eastern Conference here because the Bucs and the Celtics act, they were obviously contenders prior to Dame and Drew being traded. But then they shook things up a little bit. So that begs the question, who won the arms race in the East. And I know games need to be played to officially figure this out, Shanae, but let's just do where it stands as of what day is it? October 2nd, 3rd? One of them. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. They have won the arms trade. And the reason is because a lot of people say, okay, Drew was gone. The biggest hole, what is the question, is defense because he's one of the best two-way players in the NBA and all-star. Well, I see that, but I also see that the Bucks' defense is fourth best in the NBA. They still got that guy right here, Giannis. They still have Brooke Lopez, who was a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. But the big answer here, why I believe they're number one in expectance for a championship or at least the Eastern Conference title, right? is because of the offense. The Bucks were 15th in offense, and they're adding Dame Lillard, who I believe is around 6th all-time and made threes. That offense really struggled. They won games because they were a great team. But now you insert one of the best perimeter scorers in, that we've seen in the NBA, an all-75 type of guy in Dame. That offense goes up. Maybe the defense drops a little bit. Right. They did not lose much, but they gained a lot, especially when it comes to championship pedigree. Okay. Janae, I'm with you. Oh, thanks, Sue. Bucks won. <laughs> they, they won this offseason, I think. You know, it's it's – a doubling down on the offensive strength that they're going to have. It's going to be a huge riddle trying to figure out how to stop the pick and roll, Dame, Giannis, sure. Um, you will miss the defense of Drew. However, they're not going to fall off of a clip defensively. They still have two defensive player of the year candidates in Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Another thing that while you were illustrating all the things, um, Shanae, we forget just how good the Bucks are. Chris Middleton played 33 games last season. If he comes back healthy or even healthier, I mean, just how crazy can this Bucks team get? And then the Celtics, what they did this, this offseason is very exciting. But for me, I see a lot of new over there in Boston. And when I look at the Bucks, they bring back a lot of the same roster with an upgrade in Damian Lillard. Uh, this is a team that brings back veteran experience, championship experience, competitive nature. New low, coach, though. New okay. coach, but he doesn't have to reinvent Less the depth. wheel. Yep. He doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. And guess what? You know, this Bucks team has done well in the regular season. Sometimes they have fallen short of expectation in the playoffs. And I think, I believe that's also where Dame can help them in those high pressure clutch situation in the playoffs why are you giving me squinty eyes Malika? what's going on i don't think i agree with you so who you got who I won think, this one i think it's the boston celtics why? i think that the well, we were talking about this a little bit in the break and i was trying to just why i was smiling like that is because i was picturing doing like yeah i'm with you no i'm not and then i was laughing to myself because i'm a dork um <laughs> but i i just think that you know the milwaukee bucks i do think they have the best player on the floor in Giannis attentacumpo and the big question mark for the celtics is Kristaps porzingis but they have a hell of a starting five over there in Boston. They have some things to figure out who's coming off the bench. Is it going to be Al Horford?
Crawford that's going to be the sixth man. But Zach, <laughs> I think I'm giving the edge to, to the Celtics. I know who lost the arms race, the 76ers, the Heat, and everyone else <laughs> in the Eastern the Conference. Both these, teams won. Both these teams won. Both these teams are much better than they were a week ago. Dame is the best player that was acquired. Dame and Giannis are the best two-man game in the conference, and yes. maybe the NBA, although those guys in Denver are going to have something to say about that. And interestingly, you know, the Celtics, they lost their best Giannis defender in Grant Williams, and the Bucks, they lost their best Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown defender in Drew Holiday. Both teams, if they do meet head-to-head -head, when they do, have questions to answer of like, uh-oh, uh, who's guarding the best guys on the other team? But I would give a teensy, teensy, teensy edge to Boston. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get to it. Only for this reason. Age. Age. Because they're two guys, and Derek White as well, are right square in the young parts of their primes. Brooke Lopez got mentioned a lot when you guys were talking about the Bucks. He was amazing last year. They need him to be amazing again now that he's he and Giannis are kind of holding up that defense by themselves. His age, Chris Middleton's injuries, that makes me just a little bit nervous. Teensy edge to Boston. The teeniest, tiniest, teensiest, babyest <laughs> edge is going to the Boston Celtics. It's when, like you say, I want a sliver of pie and someone gives you something this big. I'm like, no, like, I, no want I want it tiny. tiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We don't need to wait for postseason basketball. Sunday, we're going to have our first NBA preseason game on oh, wow. ESPN and the app. The Celtics, they're in action against the 76ers. I mean, this is as much preseason drama as it gets. Right? NBA countdown tips off our coverage at 5 o'clock. Coming up on NBA Today, we have the Rookie of the Year flow, the unanimous season Rookie of the Year. Her hair color, her vision boards, we're getting into all of it, and yes, also her play. It's Aaliyah Boston next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Indiana Fever select Aaliyah Boston. As expected. I've been so impressed with how confident she's been transitioning to the next level. Boston goes to work, makes it all. It's been an all-star start to the career of Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston's leading rookies basically in minutes played, points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, blocks per game. Was there even a question whether or not Aaliyah Boston would be rookie of the year? We now welcome in the newly minted Rookie of the Year, Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. 
Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get into it. And actually, I had to print your resume because 2023 was such a big year for you. You graduated from South Carolina, number one pick, the youngest all-star starter ever. And now, by the way, we're going to add rookie of the year to this. What's been your favorite moment if you had to pick just one? Oh, that is very hard. That is very hard. But I definitely say rookie of the year topped it off just because that was definitely one of my goals from the time I got drafted. I wrote it down. I was like, I want to be rookie of the year. And so for that to have happened was amazing. Now you have to frame that piece of paper that you wrote it down on and stand on it like I did that. You, you know, many people know you, Aaliyah, for your colorful personality, your colorful hair. Right now you got the goddess braids going. I love them. What do, what do you have planned for the rookie of the year look? Um, I just, I just kind of just go how I'm feeling. That's just what I do um, all around. So like when it comes to my hair and when it comes to the colors, I'm just like, however I'm feeling in that moment, I'm like, that's what I'm doing. I love it. It, 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 it ranges the entire spectrum mm -hmm. of the rainbow and that's what I admire the most. All right. You were the first unanimous rookie of the year since fellow South Carolina alum, Asia Wilson. What advice did you get from her coming into the league? Yeah, I mean, she told me to just be myself. Um, I talked to Asia a lot during college, just especially when I felt like stuff wasn't really going the way that I wanted it to, and she was just always there um, for me. And so coming into this league, she just told me just be who I am. And being who you are has certainly paid off. I listed your accomplishments coming into this interview. It's going to be hard to one-up that. But what are you manifesting? What are you already writing down for what comes up next? Um, definitely just that I want to just continue to work on my game, expand my game. And when it comes to next year's season, just continuing to be that dominant player, uh, make it to the playoffs, um, just be a great teammate all around. Well, speaking of the playoffs, the finals are set. The Aces, the Liberty, you played against both teams. You know how incredibly dominant they are. What makes them such yes. tough matchups? And I got to ask you, who's your pick, Aaliyah? <laughs> I don't know who my pick is yet. I'm just watching great, great basketball. But I mean, they are just overall like talented teams. They have killers at every single position. I think that's just what makes um, both teams so special. And so it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I was talking to one of my colleagues yesterday and I said, can you please just pick? Can you tell me who's going to win? He said, no, I really can't because I think this is going to five and we're going to need to see every minute of every game before we make an informed Absolutely. decision. Aaliyah Absolutely. Boston, I agree. the rookie of the year. Thank you so much as always for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you. The best of five WNBA finals start Sunday afternoon, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ABC and the app. Asia Wilson and the defending champ Aces host Brianna Stewart and the Liberty coverage tips with WNBA countdown at 2.30. Coming up, we're only 21 days away from the start of LeBron James' 21st wow. NBA season. So let's take a look back, some of his most memorable moments and why he says he's not the face of the Lakers franchise anymore. scares you most about your future? Uh, you know, maybe not fulfilling a lot of other people's dreams. The phenomenon is taking over. I was had the poise to handle any circumstance. One of the great performances of all time. Adversity. What a tough defeat for LeBron. Not four, not five. Pressure. The Miami Heat have won the title. Come on, my heart. My city. I love you. I'm back. I think it was a God-given ability, but that only takes you so far. I've never cheated the process on wanting to be great in this game. 
business put me in a position to just try to be one of the best ever. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, get your calendars out. We are 21 days away from the start of opening night. Shanae, we had to stand up for this conversation just to show off your brand new shoes. Oh, thank they you. Mecca sent them to me. And so Thanks, is sister. LeBron James. Uh, it's only right. We celebrate LeBron's 21st season. Oh, hey. With <laughs> new shoes. And the top of the top. All right, let's get let's it. Let's get to it. We're going to start with top dimes. And the first one, this shows you how long LeBron has been in the league because that is Richard Jefferson. Okay, right the, the, the best wasn't that great. Like, let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah, Richard, you can do much better. Richard can? Yeah, Richard, absolutely. Well, oh, yes, haters. <laughs> and then, I mean, he's not here. the stay, no look. Stay ready when you play with LeBron because he's going to get you that assist. I mean, incredible. Yeah, the, the, eyes in the sweet. back of his head. LeBron Literally. in Miami, and then LeBron, Los Angeles. Oh, oh, yeah, that was it. Palming the ball, throwing it the other way. I'm here for it. And what? A, what, what are these? What are these? <laughs> and next we have top posters. We're going to do a, a little bit of a young LeBron. I know the footage Ooh, is great. Yeah. Okay. Squint and see. See, that, that's <laughs> elevation. There, right was there. A, there was a jump in technology. Yeah, yeah. Since these days. Since LeBron's passed. jump here. This there was a, a jump in technology. This is a conversation about longevity, yeah, honestly. Absolutely. And then, is that, is that Jake Oh, Perry? I love this. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. no. So we got the passing. Yep. We got the high-flying dunking. And we have the, the effort posters. The effort was there. It's the effort was a highlight reel. Jason Terry's like, do we have to get this one right? on HD? Did it right? have to be I that know. crystal clear? Oh. Ooh. Take off. <laughs> That's crazy. Kirkich, now on the uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Take off. Ooh, Clean. LeBron. Oh, and then we have a little top game winners because that's a there whole category in, its, uh, in itself. Yup. This is the stuff that, you know, makes people debate. And this is when you knew this Orlando Magic series. It was like. Yeah. <laughs> and like LeBron, LeBron wants LeBron. the moment here for all the exactly. he's gotten. He has come up with big plays. Exactly. I can't watch this one. Oh, I know the bay. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the silence. But you should have known. It's that sidestep. That extra sidestep. It's going up. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. We, work on a we got 21 days to work on a handshake. Okay, well, Do you remember? <laughs> hey! Okay, we still got it. We still oh, got it. Okay. And so does oh. LeBron James. He still got hey, it. Hey, okay. Segway, segway, segway. He has a different handshake for every single one of his teammates. And he still he remembers them. All of them. And it is insane. But he also took to the mic yesterday during media day. He had some very interesting comments about who is the face of the Los Angeles Lakers. Take a listen. I mean, he is the face, um, you know, and uh, he's another, you know, you look at all these numbers that surround this, this facility, all the greats that's come here, and 80 is one of them, you know, so, um, you know, the, I was very, um, very happy and extremely proud and, like, just super dope to see him get that extension uh, to be a part of this franchise for years and years and years, and uh, it's been a treat so far playing alongside of him, and I hope we can do some great things. That was LeBron James with our Dave McMenamin. Anthony Davis, face of the franchise, Zach, what do you think about that? Well, if Perk were here, he'd say it's Austin Reeves, but Perk's not here, so we can make fun of him a little bit. Look, as t until he retires, LeBron James is the face of whatever franchise he's on. Anthony Davis, for stretches of last season, was the Lakers' best all-around player when you considered offense, defense, total impact for stretches. And I think they need him to be their best player to win it all, but they still need the best chess master in the history of the league to organize the offense when it matters, and that's LeBron. It feels like, though, when he says things like this, he, he wants to elevate Anthony Davis. We need him, is what he's saying. We know what LeBron 
LeBron James does. He puts out messages and he wants us to dissect and play that sleuthing game. What is it, Nancy Drew over here? And he's saying this because he wants 80 to step up. He is what, 38 about to be 39? He is the face of the franchise because I need you to be the face of the franchise. We are better when you are the best player on the floor. And as Zach outlined, that's both offensively and defensively. He has no shame to his game. All he wants is another championship and that starts with AD. For the Lakers to be a championship caliber team, they need Anthony Davis to be an MVP caliber player. That LeBron part. James has always understood the micro and the macro of the game. He is positioning his friend, his teammate to step up and be that because that's what the Lakers needs. That, that's what LeBron needs to see the best version of themselves. This and season. that's what they had in 2020 when they won the NBA. Correct. We're hoping to replicate that. All right. We just heard from LeBron on Media Day. We're going to take a tour around the league coming up here on NBA Today. Listen to the best of the rest from media days around the NBA, some of the biggest stories around the league. I don't know what Jimmy Butler's doing there, but Hair they line. should all go get our lip here. I think Wentz won. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. What hangover? The Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. I don't remember anything. I'm I'm bringing dominance. My name is Dominique. What am I doing? High growth fans. Media day is here. Training camp starts tomorrow. Training camp starts tomorrow. Steve O's here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give a scout report on myself. What I worked on was being unguardable. How do I describe my look? You know, I got a couple of piercings. Um, more than anything, I'm just emotional. There's a lot of emotions. Every emotion that most humans have, I could probably say I had in the past a week and a half. I'm emo. Leave me alone. So if there was any hope that Jimmy Butler would keep the ball out boy look into oh. the next NBA season, uh, those hopes were dashed this morning. He needs a trim. The thing about the self-press is, you know, when you go, you, then you, you, you get it braided and hopefully. It's healthy hair. It's it was like the hair flip for me. You know right, how he right, started? Right. He was like, let me just do the hair flip. I don't he know. Maybe we should all go get eyebrow piercings Were the now. piercings all just little clip-on things? Had to be. Okay. I am I've got a Halloween costume so. now. How so many that? people do. Hey. So does Butler. Stephen A. So does Stephen A. <laughs> that was, that was wild. Uh, those weren't the only moments, though, that caught our attention during media day. Let's go coast to coast. No more piercings. But what does President Masai Ujiri think about a new deal for Pascal Siakam? We do believe in Pascal. Uh, we do believe that um, a lot of our players didn't play the right way um, last year. And we want to see them play the right way. I said it that we were selfish. I'm not running away from that. Uh, we were selfish and we did not play the right way. So let us see it when we play the right way. Hey, Siakam, in the last year of his current deal, were you surprised by what Masai said here, Zach? That was a wool boy. He said the quiet part out loud, and he said it specifically about Pascal Siakam and lots of other people on the team, I guess. That's, that one made some waves around the league yesterday. But look, um, money and a big fat extension offer tends to mend fences, so we'll see what happens. Let's take a look at the NBA's new resting policy because Kawhi Leonard had some thoughts as well. Would love to hear your thoughts on the new uh, NBA player participation policy. Um, what are they? Um, I just don't know the policy. Like, um, what is the policy? Though? Just okay. I'm going to ask you a different question. 
I work out every day in the summertime to play the game, not to sit and watch people play. Um, no. So no league policy is helping me to play more games. So this is interesting because we laid out earlier uh, this summer on our show that Kawhi didn't actually miss a ton of games for resting. It was for injury management. That's what he was missing games for. So he's actually right in saying that he didn't miss that many games for that. But, Shanae, how, how do you read all this and how players, star players, are going to react to this new player resting policy? In my Zach Lowe voice, another whoa boy <laughs> hearing that. <laughs> and I believe it because I'm someone who has been in that position when you have a couple of nicks and knacks, you have a couple of surgeries, and some things are just never adding up to you feeling completely out there and they're real injuries but I was a little I mean I guess I wasn't too surprised because does he still have a flip phone you know what I mean like he just focuses on no but no no my thing is like he's out of the loop and that's the best place to be when you're a basketball player of his caliber wanting to play well and so I'm not surprised he doesn't know even though it centers upon him because this is the only player that that could work for Kawhi Leonard however I do feel like maybe Clippers PR could have been like hey there have been some uh, resting policy rule changes here you might get questions on them right you've been the back on every article annoyed but I feel like Kawhi Leonard gave everyone a per my last email response where he just had a clarify a few things and let everybody know that's not the reason why he was missing games or at least give his reason for why he was giving games. So per my last email, Malika, per my last email, <laughs> you the might Clippers, have it. <laughs> they are in Hawaii for training camp. Maybe all that sea air is what this team needs to finally get to where their expectations have been the last couple of years. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow.